Hello, and welcome to another episode of Uncomplicated English with Mark, where we learn English through real-life stories that are so interesting that you forget you're studying. Today, we're going to learn about the Titanic. Before we get started, as always, I would like to remind all of you that the entire transcript of this episode can be found for free on my website at www.uncomplicatedenglish.com. Also, on my website, you can book one-to-one conversational English lessons with me. All right then, let's get started with today's episode. Work first began on the Titanic in 1909 and was finally finished in 1912. Once completed, it would be the biggest ship in the world. It was 269 meters long and 32 meters tall. It was almost as tall as the Eiffel Tower. Of course, a ship this big needed a lot of fuel. It was fueled mostly by coal and required around 600 tons of coal every single day. 176 men worked day and night shoveling coal into the furnace. It was also designed to be the most comfortable and luxurious ship in the world. The designers wanted the passengers to feel as if they were traveling in a floating hotel rather than a ship. On board, there was a gym, a swimming pool, a massage room, multiple libraries, and even restaurants. All of these facilities were open to members of the first class, where second and third class passengers didn't have the same level of access. For example, third class passengers had access to only two bathrooms, even though there were 700 of them. On its maiden voyage, its very first voyage, it first stopped in France, and then went on to Ireland, before setting off for New York. On board, there were hundreds of immigrants, mostly in third class, that were travelling to America in search of a new life. A third class ticket, for them, cost around 350 to 900 US dollars, in today's money. It also carried some of the wealthiest people in the world. The wealthiest of them all was John Jacob Astor, the fourth richest man in the world. In today's money, his fortune would be equivalent to 2.6 billion US dollars. A first class ticket cost approximately 100,000 US dollars in today's money. So it's no surprise that some of the richest people in the world were traveling on board the Titanic. The Titanic left from Ireland on April the 11th and was scheduled to arrive in New York on April the 17th. The first three days of its journey passed without any major incidents. A fire had broken out in one of the coal bunkers 10 10 days before its departure, but this was not uncommon at the time, and the fire had been contained and was under control and was finally put out completely on April the 14th. Everything seemed to be going well. The weather was perfect, and the seas were calm and flat. But on April the 14th, at 11.40pm, a lookout spotted an iceberg ahead of the Titanic. An iceberg is a large block of ice that floats in the ocean, and they can be very dangerous to boats. In the days before the accident, Other boats sent warnings to the Titanic that they'd seen icebergs in the water in their area. 
but the Titanic carried on at full speed. At the time, many didn't think of icebergs as being particularly dangerous, especially to ships as large as the Titanic. First Officer William Murdoch ordered for the ship to be steered around the iceberg, but it was too late. Sadly, the lookout had spotted the iceberg too late. What's worse is that David Blair was originally meant to be the ship's second officer, but just days before the Titanic set sail, he was removed from the crew. He had the keys for a container that contained binoculars for the lookouts. However, tragically, he forgot to hand the keys over, and the lookouts had to rely on using just their eyes. To this day, many believe that if the lookouts had had a pair of binoculars, they would have been able to spot the iceberg much earlier and the Titanic would have been able to avoid the deadly iceberg. The hull of the Titanic struck the iceberg and water began to flood in. The hull is the outer part of the ship, the sides and the bottom. This caused a major panic. People began to worry and were scared about what was going to happen. Some passengers and crew were taken to the lifeboats. But amazingly, the Titanic didn't have enough lifeboats for all the people on board. At the time, ships weren't legally obliged to carry enough lifeboats for all the passengers. There were only 20, and this was only enough for about half of the people on board. It was legal for them to carry about half as many as would be needed. Many thought that ships like the Titanic were so strong and well-built that they could never be sunk. Some even called the Titanic the unsinkable ship. Furthermore, the crew had been poorly trained and didn't know how many people they could put into each lifeboat. Therefore, a lot of the lifeboats were put into the water only partially full. That means there would have been enough space for more people. A lot of the boats were filled with women and children and many men stayed aboard the Titanic. This is because it is a custom that in an emergency that the lives of women and children are to be saved first. The majority of the third-class passengers received very little help, and many were trapped on the lower decks as the ship filled with water. As the Titanic sunk, the crew sent out distress signals to other boats, but none of them were close enough to get to the Titanic before it sunk. Two hours after the Titanic sunk, the Cunard liner RMS Carpathia arrived and picked up an estimated 705 survivors. Most of these survivors were people that had managed to get into the lifeboats. It's estimated that most people that had jumped into the water would have died within approximately half an hour. Later after the accident, the captain of the Carpathia described the area as a field of ice that had 20 large icebergs and some were 200 feet tall. Three Canadian ships were sent out to the area where the Titanic sunk. They were ordered to recover as many of the bodies as they could. On board, they carried embalming supplies. These were used to preserve the bodies so that they could be preserved and returned back to the families who could identify them. The problem is that the first ship that arrived at the area found so many bodies that it ran out of embalming supplies. 
At the time, health regulations said that only embalmed bodies could be taken back to port. So the captain of the ship and the undertakers, who were the ones who had to embalm the bodies, decided that they would embalm only the first-class passengers. They claimed that the families would need to identify them so that they could confirm that they were dead and they could finalize their wills and divide up their expensive states. When people heard that the Titanic had sunk, they were shocked. It is estimated that 1,500 people died. People began to blame the safety regulations that were in place at the time. This led to an investigation that claimed that the boat was moving too fast and the captain didn't take the other ship's warning seriously enough. The public outcry after the incident meant that safety measures were improved and in future ships they had to take more lifeboats with them. After it sunk, the wreck of the Titanic was lost for many years. Many people searched for it, but no one could find it until 1985, 70 years after it sunk, when the US Navy found it 3,700 meters underwater. Many artifacts have been recovered from the wreck and can be seen in many museums around the world. Recently, the ship's condition has worsened rapidly, mostly because of a bacterium that feeds off of the ship's iron. The story of the sinking of the Titanic is a tragic story that has made even more tragic when we look back at all the errors that were made that meant that hundreds of people in the end died unnecessarily. The only silver lining to the story, the only positive outcome from this tragic event, was that it made people aware that ocean travel had to be made safer and new regulations were needed to ensure an accident like this could never happen again. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it interesting. Once again, the complete transcript for this episode can be found at www.uncomplicatedenglish.com. Thank you.